Good morning, and we are joined on the program once again by State Senator Jean Lysing. Good morning to you, Senator. Good morning, Tom. And of so. course, the uh, General Assembly uh, now on the uh, half you know, on the halfway point, now into the uh, second half of the session, and uh, uh, gearing toward its conclusion at the end of April. And uh, what can you tell us as far as uh, where things stand, as far as uh, ha- uh, bills that have come over from the House and into the Senate that are of interest? First of all, I'll just mention that of the 484 bills that were filed originally in the Senate, 34% of them actually passed the Senate, or a total of 164. And I was fortunate enough that I had nine uh, of my bills that actually passed in that group. Um, And one thing I have to mention is the percentage of unanimous support. 55% of the bills that passed the Senate had unanimous support, and 91% had uh, bipartisan support. So both some Republicans and some Democrats uh, voted for those. And I think that that seems so different than what's going on in Washington. So uh, I think Indiana is still doing a better job of working out the differences on at least some bills. Uh, there were actually 178 bills that passed the uh, the House, uh, so just a few more than passed the Senate. And those bills now are over in the Senate where um, they're receiving committee hearings. And so uh, yesterday I had um, my first Ag Committee and my first Natural Resources Committee for the second half, and today I'm presenting a, an important bill to me in the House Utilities Committee. Tomorrow I have a Health Committee and Education Committee, and then on Thursdays, Senate uh, Utilities. So it is um, uh, it's an interesting time because now we see um, the differences in some of the bills that have passed one side or the other. But for those listening, a bill can't be sent to the governor until it passes both the Senate and the House. Um, some of the bills that are going to get, I think, a lot of discussion that um, are coming over uh, from the House um, certainly uh, will be bills that I've had an interest in. Interest in. Those bills, several of them are utility bills. Um, utility bills being seemingly more important every day because of the concerns for reliability and dependability. Um, My Senate Bill 9 actually is going to be heard uh, today in House Utilities, and that is a bill that actually says that before a utility can shut down a power plant that generates electricity, that they're going to have to have a review and investigation uh, by the um, IURC, the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, uh, before they can actually shut it down. Because we did have some that were closing what we call prematurely, before they were totally aged out. And then also, uh, if this bill passes, they won't be able to take what's called accelerated depreciation on the value of that property that hadn't aged out. So uh, I'm anxious to see what happens with that bill. Yesterday, uh, a House bill that we heard in 
uh, Ag Committee, I was very uh, interested in. It's similar to a bill that I had last year, but that bill made it through the Senate but not through the House. And that is the loss of farm acreage uh, that's being taken up uh, by various things. My bill last year referred to only renewables, but the bill this year authored uh, in the House by uh, Representative Kendall Culp and then sponsored by me in the Senate, it actually uh, wants the Department of Ag annually to look by county at all the number of acres used up for any economic development, uh, whether that's industry, whether it's solar panels, whether, you know, no matter what it is, uh, because we realize that there is what we think a substantial loss of farm ground um, leaving, okay? And so we think that there's, um, uh, uh, you know, it needs some attention perhaps because of the fact that we um, really don't have a handle on that. And like some of the um, big box distribution centers are taking a lot of acreage. It typically, they don't want hills and woodland. They want nice flat ground. And, and so uh, that was solar panels. So I'm anxious to see uh, what happens. Another bill that uh, impacts agriculture, uh, and I've got to talk about the fact that our Department of Natural Resources seems to really uh, like uh, the regulatory side of their job. And so I've talked before about how we uh, currently have state floodplain maps in addition to the federal floodplain maps, and people are not even aware that they have these newly designated state floodplain maps on their uh, property, and that could be a problem if they were going to build any kind of a building or if they were going to sell that property. So uh, that bill is going to be heard, uh, my bill on that is going to be heard next week in the House, uh, but also there's a, a bill that is being considered uh, that is not really my bill, but it was the DNR agency bill, and that's going to be considered in the House also within the next week. And that one would require that a property owner file an affidavit, or an affidavit would be filed against the property and recorded in the recorder's office if there was any violation of the um, DNR rules and regulations on that property. And so <clears throat> is that when I talked to one attorney yesterday about this, because I'm not an attorney, they said, well, that's, that puts a cloud on the property title, and that's not a good thing. So although that bill has passed the Senate, I think <clears throat> many of us didn't realize the entire negative impact uh, that could potentially come from that bill. So I think that there's going to be a lot of discussion on it. Other utility bills um, that are out there have to do with um, transmission lines. Transmission lines are becoming a big discussion um, because of, um, uh, frankly, I think, uh, the renewables and getting power from where the solar fields are to um, the uh, locations where the energy needs to be. So I think we're going to see a lot of discussion on that bill. They call it the uh, Rofer Bill, and I don't know how, exactly how they come up with that, but uh, that is the title of that bill.
And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out and we'll continue our visit with State Senator Gene Lysing right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with State Senator Jean Lysing as she provides a legislative update and as far as some other bills, uh, Senator, uh, what do you have your eye on? If we move to education, education uh, always has lots of interesting issues. And uh, one of the big education issues that's being really considered, I think yesterday the Department of Ed told me its uh, language is in four different bills, uh, and that is what they refer to now as the science of reading. And truthfully, um, Tom, it, it just means uh, we ought to be teaching our kids phonics because a lot of kids are struggling with reading because they have never been taught any phonics. And so we're going to see what happens with that. But if you recall, sometime in the last year, Lily gave a very large grant for science of reading. And I found out yesterday that at least a portion of that money will go toward educating our teachers on how to teach um, phonics. And you would say, oh, come on, seriously. But there was a period of time, apparently, in our schools that phonics was not taught, so therefore even some of our teachers are not familiar with it. Another big bill that will be coming to the Senate, and it's not scheduled yet for a hearing, but it's going to be... expansion of the um, choice school program or the voucher program, people refer to it, and that language may end up in the budget bill. The budget bill, House Bill 1001, still has not been discussed among the senators. Um, It's a work in progress, but it has, you know, was presented by the governor and then passed by the House. And I expect that there will be changes made to it. But how the uh, voucher program could be impacted would be it would raise the income limits allowed uh, for a parent to actually receive a voucher for their uh, student, their child, uh, to attend a private school. So I think that that bill will definitely get a lot of discussion, or if it is in the budget, that will be a big uh, discussion point. Um, in the health area, uh, it's my understanding that this week, Senate Bill 4 will be heard in the House, and that is the bill that is going to somehow, we still don't have all the particulars worked out, but there will be money granted by the state to county health departments so they can have, do a better job and be maybe more structured in what they can do. Uh, Most county health departments struggle with their financing from the locals. And uh, our health statistics for Indiana are just not great, okay? And so uh, we're trying to get at that. Now, it's my understanding that the language currently 
in the bill has changed dramatically from the introduced version, and it will definitely be uh, up to each individual county whether they want to participate, and I think it will take both approval of the commissioners and the council if they do want to participate, and uh, the minimum amount that any one county would receive would be an additional stipend of 350000 uh, but it's based on population. And I think even my smaller counties will get actually more than 350000 but it's based on a formula. So um, those are some of the more interesting bills that are, that are moving. Now, there's a, a House bill, House Bill 1004, that is still trying to work out language in regard to a hospital cost. And that one is one that I am watching very closely because I think it could impact our smaller hospitals uh, more than uh, the large hospitals. And we need to do everything we can to keep uh, our local hospitals sound. And I think that that is, um, is something that many are aware of, but when you compare the large Indianapolis hospitals or even the Fort Wayne hospitals with some of our smaller hospitals, um, one size doesn't fit all. Um, a couple other controversial bills that I need to mention. Um, Senate Bill 12 is now over in the House, and I don't know how soon it will get a hearing. But that has to do with really pornography in uh, elementary and high school libraries, school libraries, and you would say, how in the world does that happen? And nobody actually knows, but there definitely have been books presented to the legislature in some school libraries that are not seemingly appropriate to the majority. That bill is Senate Bill 12, and that bill, um, a lot of concern because we certainly don't want books banned that are classics, etc. So that's a big deal. And then probably the last controversial bill that I can think of that I expect will will move uh, will be uh, Senate Bill 480, and that has to do with under 18 year olds having um, hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and or surgery to change their sex. And that uh, bill uh, has passed the Senate and is now over in the House. So it is, um, it's all very interesting. Uh, some of these issues, if someone would have told me, Tom, that we would be dealing with them uh, just even a few years ago, I would have said, oh, surely not. But surely we are. So times change, and we have to change with those times and see what we can do to keep things on the uh, right track. Senate Bill 1 um, will have a lot of support. That is the mental health bill, and that's over in the House now. Uh, everybody knows that we need more health, mental health and addiction services. And so um, that's probably enough for your listeners to, to digest, um, but they should stay in touch because I would tell you that when there are bills moving both in the Senate and the House, the changes being made to those bills, I need to hear from people uh, how they feel on these issues. And their best way at this time of the session 
is to call the 800 number, which is 1-800-382-9467. That's 1-800-382-9467. And just ask for my legislative assistant, and um, she will certainly get the message to me. And um, it's, it, I can't stress how important it is, Tom, for me to hear from people, especially on these bills that are more contentious. Because um, we have to make a decision that on some of these that impacts lots of folks. And so I'm always uh, anxious to see what the people that I represent in my seven counties are thinking. And uh, switching gears real briefly, uh, Senator Leising, uh, as far as uh, pages are concerned, legislative pages, are you still uh, accepting students for that? We are. And I would tell you that if you have any Students, children between the ages of 12 and 18, basically middle schoolers and high schools, high schoolers that are interested in paging, they really should call as soon as possible because they will likely cut off the pages about mid-April um, because after we end up in those final days of conference committees, our schedules go crazy and, and it's uh, not as interesting for the uh, students. So I would say if anybody is interested, if their child's interested, and, you know, it's always probably more enjoyable for that student if they have a brother or sister or a best friend that's interested that comes with them so that they're not just totally alone in that big old state house. All right, sounds good. So again, to uh, voice your opinion on uh, issues, uh, again, the number is 800 382 9467. And uh, State Senator Gene Lysing, as always, we appreciate your time and your uh, information. Stay well and uh, look forward to talking to you again in two weeks. Thank you, Tom.